The love of God is not based on how good you are. It is based on how good God is. It is not on your own good. It is on the goodness of God. If you didn't do anything to hand the love at the first place, there is nothing you can do that can make you hand the love of God. It is unconditional. Hello, Facebook. So nice to be here. You know, we come here every Sunday to come and spend time with Jesus. And um, it's going to be a 15 minute ride. Uh, we've been on a series. Um, we've been studying the book of Songs of Solomon. The book of Songs of Solomon. And it's been an awesome ride. And then we're just going to take it a step further today. Uh, we're going to take it a step further today. We've studied chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5, chapter... Today we'll be studying chapter 6, actually. Chapter 6, Song of Solomon, chapter 6. And honestly speaking, there's nothing more beautiful than keeping yourself in the love of God. There is really nothing more beautiful. There is literally nothing more beautiful. And the book of Jude, chapter 1, verse 20 says... Uh, but you, building up yourself in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Then verse 21 says, keeping yourselves in the love of God. God really wants us to keep ourselves in his love for us. And that's what I want to do in some couple of hours right now. It's a couple of minutes, forgive me. Um, Song of Solomon chapter 6. I've explained this before. The book of Song of Solomon is uh, the literal, in fact, it speaks more about the love the, most generally, there was there were times when it really went physical, but it spoke it spoke about the love, or it speaks about the love between Jesus, the King, and we, the bride. And you know, I don't know why people really shy away from the Book of Song of Solomon. I don't know why people don't really preach about it. But basically, if you have your TPT Bible, actually, your TPT Bible tagged it Divine Romance. Um, God doesn't just want you to have in quotes this kind of um your fiance your partner kind of journey god also wants you to partake he wants you to have the the divine kind of romance there are times when god just wants you to just spend time alone with him not because you want to ask him something not because you need something the book of Psalms chapter 2 i guess i think verse 14 it says let me see your face let me hear your voice for an average believer today, the only thing they want to do is just go and show their voice. They just want to go and pray. God, this, God, that, God. But listen, God also wants to see your face. He doesn't just want to hear your voice. He wants to see your face. He wants to spend time with you. He doesn't just want to see you when you only need things. I've explained this before in the book of Esther. I know we have a, we had a podcast on the book of Esther, by the way. If your name is Esther or you really want to study about the book of Esther, I really recommend the book of Esther. I made a podcast on it. You're going to really enjoy it. Just go and Google type the story of Esther by Akimika. Just Google the story of Esther by Akimika. But one of the things I explain is the fact that banquet of wine, there were so many banquet of wine events, which speaks about the blood of Jesus. But there was a time Esther made a banquet of wine and then she invited the king. When the king came, because it was a banquet of wine, you know what the king asked? The king told Esther, ask me anything and I will grant it. When she asked Esther, you know what Esther, Esther said? Esther did not say, okay, I've been waiting for this moment. No. Esther said, king, I want you to come again. I'm making this banquet of wine again tomorrow. I want you to come again the next time I'm making this to come and just enjoy this wine with me. 
So it's just beyond we just praying to God and say, Lord, I need this, Lord, I need that. And that's the only time. No, God loves you. He wants to spend time with you. I think we should preach more about a God that is also seeking your attention. You know, the book of Luke chapter 15 says, the shepherd left the 99 and then he started looking for the one. You know, they don't really preach that God to us. They tell us to seek God. But listen, listen, listen. There's also, because if you don't have the notion that God is, he is also seeking you, then you keep thinking you're the only one seeking him. And then at times, it may produce weariness to your heart, thinking, well, I've just been seeking this God. He doesn't seem as if he doesn't care about, he really cares about me. But listen, God so much cares about you. He wants to spend time with you as much as you want to spend time with him. Actually, he wants to spend much more time with you because why? he died for that purpose. Listen, God was to choose between having you on his end or having Jesus. You know what? God literally left Jesus and then he came after you. He left Jesus because why? Jesus took all your sins. So Jesus became sin. Why? Because God wanted to change your own identity. God ate sin so much, he carried it off your neck. Mm. He put it on the body of his own son. That's how much God loves you. You may not fully understand how much God loves you until you fully understand how much God loves Jesus. But let me tell you this. Jesus was heaven's best. If God would not spare Jesus, if God would go to the grief, pain of seeing Jesus die so that you can call him father, he's such a man of love. Don't take it for granted. Christianity is not just going to church on a Sunday morning alone. It's not just doing all the religious activities. It's, it's eternal life. This is life. A life everybody just know that the God, creator of the heaven and earth, cares about you. It should give you goosebumps. At times, you just be smiling. Wow, God cares so much about me. God cares so much about me. That's God, yes, sir. So, so just make it more awesome. It speaks about the romantic love between God, or Jesus precisely, and we, the church. So, we started to write from verse 1, chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 5. But today, in chapter 6, I only want to use a verse, and then we'll just, just end it from here. I have like 7 to 10 more minutes. Song of Solomon chapter 6, everybody. I'm just going to camp on verse 3. I'm going to camp on verse 3. Verse 3 says, I am my beloved, and my beloved is mine. He feedeth among the lilies. Once again, I am my beloved, and my beloved is mine. This is KJV, you know, all this language of KJV at times. I am my beloved, and my beloved is mine. He feedeth among the lilies. And the Lord let the hearing and the reading of the word for the salvation of our soul. And let God's people say, Amen. So basically, you get to a place, you know, if you, I, I was talking about verse 2, chapter 2 the other time. Chapter 2, verse 14. It says, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice. Uh, but it, it, the love kept growing bigger and bigger and bigger. Now, in chapter 6, you will have seen so many rapports, so many intimacy between we, the church, and Jesus. And then here, this is the word of we. We are beginning to say words like, I am my beloved. And my beloved is mine. Now, this is a place of affirmation. I've talked about this over and over, and I'll keep talking about it for until Jesus comes back. You need to understand the mystery of affirming yourself in the love of God. One thing is for you to know, well, God loves me, yeah, you know. But another thing for you is to practice the consciousness of God's love for you. Let me tell you this. I don't care what may be happening in your life. If you understand this little secret of practicing the consciousness of God's love for you, I'm telling you, it will be as if you don't have any worry anymore in your life. Practicing the consciousness of God's love. You wake up in the morning and say, thank you, Father, because you love me so much. I'm the first thing you are thinking about in the morning. 
Thank you because angels didn't sleep while I was sleeping. They were making sure no mosquito touched my body. They were making sure nothing happened to me. They were making sure I don't roll on my bed and fall on the floor. You know, some of you sleep so much, you roll on your bed, roll on your bed, roll on your bed. You don't know at times. Angels just make it, okay, don't let him fall, don't let him fall. He's about to fall. He's a good sleeper. God sent his angel to watch over you. They don't sleep. They are watching over you. If you begin to practice the consciousness of God's love, any little thing happen, you check your email, you probably get a new a, a good news, you probably check your phone, you see something, you can always twist it and point it back to the love of God. At times, you say, okay, thank you so much, Lord Jesus. It, you love me so much today, you make sure that it, it is sunny. If it's snow, you say, thank you, Lord Jesus, you love me so much, you make sure that it's snow today. Instead of you complaining, ha, ah, it's snowing today. Mm, practice the consciousness of God's love. Thank you so much, Father, because at times I realize when I go on Instagram, I don't have that talk on my phone. Use everything. You love me so much. You make sure my network is not loading right now. You love me so much. Any little situation, be it good or bad, always use it for your advantage and to affirm yourself again. It's very key. Check your account. Minus 15 naira from GT Bank. Thank you, Jesus, because you love me so much. You really want me to depend on you as my provider. Thank you for your love. So, Lord Jesus, I pray you will provide for my needs according to your riches and glory, not according to my own needs. Any situation, use it to practice the consciousness of God's love for you. There's nothing more beautiful. The greatest remark anybody can preach on planet Earth is God's love for you. The Bible says now these three things will remain. First Corinthians 13, 13. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest among them is love. When you come into the fullness of God's love for you, you get to chapter 6 of Song of Solomon, whereby you say, I am my beloved, and my beloved is mine. It's no longer a doubt. It's no longer people telling you. You know, I've preached radically on God's love, but you come to that place where you can also say, you know what? I am my beloved. I'm not saying it because I've had Yinka said it. I'm saying because now I know it. I am my beloved, and my beloved is mine. When you begin to affirm yourself in the love of God, listen, that is where you're the end of your insecurity is when you begin to practice the consciousness of God's love. Mm, that's very powerful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's why I have me judge that. The end of your insecurity is the beginning. Or, okay, let's do the other way. The beginning, when you begin to practice the consciousness of God's love, it, that's the end. That's the end of your insecurity. The end of your insecurity begins when you begin to practice the consciousness of God's love. You understand the point, basically? Insecurity, what people say about you, seeking validation from social media, is because you are still not complete in yourself. So everybody who they like your picture, it still gets to you. It's because you are still yet to be complete in yourself. It's because you still, you still don't know that the only opinion that counts in your life is God's opinion. If people say, okay, ah, look at your hair. You didn't comb your hair. I don't even care about my hair. Because why God loves it like that. I know if I comb this hair right now, I, I'm giving angels work to do. Listen, I don't care about the hair on my head. The Bible says the hairs of my hair are numbered. God cares so much about me. He even cares so much about the things I don't care about. Do you understand? If I come this hair right now, it's numbered, not counted. If I move a strand of my hair right now, this is numbered, not counted. If it's counted, it can summarize. He has 1,000 hair on his head. So if I comb my hair and take it forward, you say, well, he has 997. But that's not the case. It is numbered. So it is more work for angels because if I call my hair, it is work for them. So they can check what number fell. Oh, number 880. Okay, which one? Number 550. That is how much God pay attention to the, even the things I don't pay attention about in my own life. 
and I begin to practice. God, you love me so much. Thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for this afternoon. Things are going well. You say, thank you, Father, because you love me so much. Things are going well in my life. If things are not going well in your life, you say, thank you, Father, because you love me so much. You want me to depend on you as my supplier. You want me to depend on you as my provider. You want me to depend on you as my healer. You want me to depend on you as my strength. You are weak. Say, thank you, Jesus, because you love me so much. You want me to depend on you as my strength. The Bible says his strength is made perfect in my weakness. Thank God, because I'm weak. Paul said, I will boast in my weakness. Have you heard that before in your Bible? I'm possibly going to teach on this on Wednesday. I will boast in my weakness. Because why he knows? Because God's strength will supersede his weakness. It's just a matter of time. The strength of God is perfected. You know what it means to perfect? It will be perfected in his weakness. Thank God for our weaknesses. Lord, we thank you for our weaknesses. Because they are proof and signs that there is hope for us. Because why? The strength of God can only be made perfect in our weakness. So when you come to the place of chapter 6, because we started from chapter 1, chapter 6 emphasis is on my beloved, I am my beloved, and my beloved is mine. This is not theory. This is eternal life. I beg of you. I'm going to start a, a series tomorrow in the book of John. Book of John, and I'm going to show you some powerful truths in the book of John. But let me just give you a heads up, because you joined this session, and, and I'm going to wrap up on this note. I'm going to wrap up on this note. The Bible says in John chapter 1, I think verse 18, it says, No one has ever seen God, except God, referring to Jesus, we is seated at the who is seated at the bosom of the father he has made him known talking about jesus listen throughout the life of jesus people think jesus left heaven and then he left the bosom of the father maybe jonah began to practice the consciousness of god's love as well but listen in context throughout the life of jesus he was walking and doing everything from the bosom of the father the Bible says, who is go and get your bible it is in the is not who was in the bosom so even while he was on earth, he, Jesus, in quote, is still, I don't want to use was still, he is still, as I'm talking right now, I'm preaching from a place of rest. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So I'm preaching from a consciousness of God love me. I'm not, okay, I'm preaching from a state. If you understand that there's a state you can be for the rest of your life, it will make your soul to rest and it will save you from anxiety, worry, and all, all of this fear. The Bible says, prophet, love cast out every fear. If you have iota of fear in your life, is because love is still not perfected yet. The reason why Jesus could sleep in the midst of the storm is because he is seated at the bosom of the Father. He was just always resting, even while he wasn't hurt. That's why he was never in a hurry. You never see Jesus say, just say, I'm coming, I'm coming, oh boy, I'm coming. Just never had time. He was always at rest. He was always at rest. Guys, if you've not listened to anything, once again for the last time, Psalm of chapter 6, verse 3, emphasis. You see that the church began to grow in the understanding of the love between the king and the bride, which is us. From chapter 1, we've been seeing so many things, but this is chapter 6. The love is getting more intense. My beloved is mine. This is affirmation of the highest order. My beloved is mine. This is possessive. Now I know my beloved is mine, and I am his. This is not theory, guys. This is eternal life. Thank you so much for connecting. Father, Lord, we thank you because <laughs> I even feel so refreshed right now. I don't just know. Anytime I just talk about the love of God, it just... Just give me goosebumps. Just give me goosebumps. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. This is your will for us, that we all come into the fullness and the understanding of your love for us. The greatest thing we can do for you is to embrace your love for us. And Lord, that is what we've been doing right now. And we'll do this for the rest of our lives in the name of Jesus. Ah. Uh, 
I I literally right now just sense the power of God. I literally, literally. Thank you, Jesus. You are sweet, oh God. Our beloved, we want to say thank you. Indeed, you are hers, you are hers, and then we are yours. Thank you, precious Father. We give you all the praise. For in Jesus' beautiful name, I will pray. And let God's people say, Amen. Thank you so much, everybody. Our time is up. We have to wrap up, and then we'll catch you guys later. Bible talk starts tomorrow. The book of John is going to be an amazing ride, guys. And then follow us on our social media platform. If you have any questions, send us a DM. If you can possibly join us for the first time and you want to connect to every of our prayer meetings, just send us a DM and then we'll catch up with you. Thank you so much, everybody. Go in the consciousness of God's love for you. Is Jesus we talking about you? Is Jesus we are talking about? Talking about you. Talking about you.